Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now let's get into the episode. So for the first time in forever, MLB is interesting again. Knockout of the weekend uh, over, you know, UFC and the boxing and all the other stuff going on. I can't remember the two guys' names. Uh, Anderson, I think, was one of them. And Ramirez was, was the other. Okay, yeah, and I don't know either of the teams they play on, the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Guardians. They used to be the Indians. Hmm. What kind of Indians? Feather. That's why they changed uh, their name. Gotcha. You know, it's racist. I mean, I guess either way, you know, <laughs> probably probably whether it's, you know, the 7-Eleven Indians or the Native Americans. But anyways, that was a good little fight. And speaking of fights, um, oh, we can talk about UFC Nashville right now if you wanted to, if you'd like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down. I actually I watched some of the fights on uh, UFC Nashville. I didn't buy the card for the boxing match, so kind of in the dark there. But uh, I'm done to talk about Nashville. Let's go for it. We can either discuss all the um, fights or just the ones you care to discuss. Uh, like I said, I only really watch the prelims. I don't even watch any of the main card. Uh, just didn't have time to watch two things at once, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I'll, uh, I'll recap some of the fights. Just took a few. I mean, I'll keep it pretty quick. Uh, most of the fights were pretty solid, though. Um, Some, some upsets, for sure. I, I think, for the most part, most of these fights were... Always supposed to be close, though. Uh, so, no shocker there. But we'll start off with Amabayev and Osborne. Amabayev got the better of Osborne with a rear naked choke in round one. That's now 14 straight wins for Amabayev. Um, and he really had his way with uh, Osborne in, in the match. Uh, took him down early, kept him there in round one. Come round two, much of the same. Then set up the submission, got it done. So, uh, really, really good, strong showing for Amabayev. Uh, really bad showing for Osborne. Uh, obviously, the the competition there for Amabayev isn't great. Uh, but we'll look for a step up next time. With fourteen straight wins, uh, I would think that he's going to get a step up in competition pretty quickly. Zach, anything to add there? Yeah, I'd imagine it was definitely a pretty impressive debut. It's one of the watch I was able to. Uh, I'm sorry, one of the fights I was able to watch all the way through, and I kind of I, that's kind of what I expected. I expected the takedown and the ground game to be, you know, pretty good, and it was. Uh, he impressed in his debut. Uh, I really like him. I think he'll be. I think he'll be a name to look out for, for the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, and maybe if he can work on his striking, you know, really. I think he set up his shots pretty well too. But if he can just work on setting them up even more, I may maybe like to see him do some more leg work, so you know he can fake those leg kicks, get easier takedowns. Not that he needs help getting takedowns at all, but you know, just saying some things you'd like to see him work on. Yeah, I mean, everybody has some room to grow and and whatever they do. I mean, even you look at the top of the pound for pound list. I mean, Volkanovski. There's some, certain things that he could work on too. Uh-oh. Not many, but <laughs> uh, there are some things that he could work on. Um, but uh, obviously, when you're you're on the early prelims, prelims, you're not a high level fighter just yet. So, uh, of course, he does have quite a bit to work on. But some uh, really solid, a really solid start for him here in uh, mixed martial arts. Move on to Woodson and Bazooka. Close. I, you know, I made oh, the joke that it's just pronounced bazooka, but then I heard it on the broadcast. They were saying bazooka, so I was like, oh. I was okay. like, I, I didn't well, know, but hey, it's bazooka. We'll go with bazooka then. <laughs> um, so Woodson defeated bazooka via unanimous decision, uh, 30-27 by all judges, I do believe. Um Really, the length and experience for Woodson proved to be the difference in the fight. Uh, that's now four straight for him. So, uh, good little streak he's going on now. Not quite as good as Amabaya with fourteen, but mm-hmm. still four. Four in the in, the, in mixed martial arts in the high level is always good. 
Yes, absolutely. Whenever only two of your professional fights didn't, you know, end in a victory, I think you're doing pretty good for yourself. And I think his just, honestly, just the way he's built, I think it's just such a huge advantage for him. He's just kind of like tall and lanky for the division. Uh, he doesn't really have the uh, most traditional striking. So, yeah, I think, um, you know, good for Sean Woodson. Uh, I believe Dennis Bazooka took this fight on short notice. Um, I wouldn't say it really showed, but I think Sean Woodson just ended up being a lot better than what most people expected him to look like. I think you had Woodson win in this fight, did you not? I believe I did, yes. Yeah. Not not that that's any, you know, knock on you. Like I said, most of these fights are were projected to be pretty close. And being that there were only a handful of finishes, uh, I think that shows. Yes, absolutely. So here's another thing. I, here's another one I think uh, you had incorrect was Durden beating Hadley via a uh, unanimous decision. Another 30-27 by all three judges. Um, <clears throat> that's not to say that Hadley didn't almost win because he did have an arm bar seemingly secured in in round two, just couldn't get the tap. Um, but that's four straight victories for Durden now. So uh, another guy that's got a good little streak going. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said before, um, I'm a huge Durden fan. Uh, I didn't think the matchup was the best for him. I thought Hadley was going to get his opportunities, and he did. He just couldn't finish, and Durden just looked like the better fire because of it. I mean, you can't capitalize on your opportunity. I'm sorry? I said pause. Like, legitimately, or you, you, you... No, 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 no. You said he couldn't finish. Pause. Anyways, yes, I'm a um, big Durden fan. I shouldn't have doubted him. Good for him. Looked pretty good. Yeah, it's kind of like us doubting uh, Derek Lewis a few, or yeah, a few weeks ago now. Why do we ever do that? I don't know. This is the last time I ever do it though. Yeah. Well, we did doubt him against Zero Gone too. So, but for for good reason. Man. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Quarantillo, Quarantillo versus Jackson. Quarantillo did defeat Jackson via the United decision, 29-28, nor all three scorecards. Um, it was really a solid fight. Jackson came out strong. Uh, second round was pretty competitive. It went to Billy's in Billy's favor, and then third round was more Billy than than uh, Jackson. And so, I mean, just a really competitive fight, but um, Quarantillo got the best, better of him there. Right, yeah, and as predicted, I mean, Quarantillo just did what he usually does. He just kind of, you know, weathers a storm in the first round, comes down the second and third, does his thing. I'm uh, pretty surprised he wasn't able to get the finish. You could tell Jackson was just starting to gas out uh, pretty quickly. And uh, honestly, it wasn't really pretty from the second round on for Jackson. I mean, he had his moments, but nothing like Quarantillo, who was just putting on immense amounts of pressure and just connecting. And like I said, Jackson's age and his chin really weren't holding up all that well. Yeah, um, I think if the fight goes four rounds, it's definitely finished mm-hmm. in favor of Quarantillo. So, uh, sadly, prelims do fight three-round fights. But uh, Here's a shocker. Harris defeating Wells by Anaconda choking round three, and holy comeback here. Uh, Wells was absolutely dominating this fight. Uh, Harris really did nothing in the first two rounds. Like, barely anything. I don't... Uh, let me pull up the stats of the fight here. I don't. I don't think he really did. Yeah, Wells relied mainly just on his pure strength, and he'd just take Harris down, and there's nothing much Harris could do. And then, you know, to um to Harris's to Harris's, you know, um, I guess strengths. I'm not sure if that's the word I'm looking for there, but um, for Harris, I mean, you know, he's had a couple of chokes, I believe, you know, in his career. You know, he's not no slouch in the grappling game in the BJJ world. And, you know, Wells gave up that neck pretty easily. And um, it was kind of surprising. It didn't look like Wells was in that much of a compromised position. But then all of a sudden, you know, um, good on the ref. Yeah, no, good on the ref. Because, I, uh, like I said, I thought he was still fighting. But the uh, ref had a check on him. And uh, sure enough, second slider, Wells is uh, convulsing on the canvas as Harris is um, celebrating. So, Uh, Good on Harris. I mean, that's that's why UFC or MMA in general or really any sport, but – more so combat sports. Uh, you don't ever give up until till the uh, end of the, the fight. So props to Harris for staying in there. Uh, it's 
it's heartbreaking loss for for Wells, but I, I really do think he has, you know, he he does have some uh, things to look forward to in the UFC. Uh, obviously, like you said, his strength is is immense. I mean, he was just able to ragdoll Harris on the ground for the majority of the fight. Uh, by the way, I pulled up the stats. Harris landed five strikes. No, I'm sorry, five significant strikes, 19 total strikes. Um, so, really kind of a, I don't want to say a fluke loss for him, but a fluke loss for him. Yeah, I suppose. But I mean, like you said, you know you're not paying attention. I mean, um, you don't respect your opponent. You know, all of a sudden it's lights out. Um, I am surprised this fight did finish with submission. I was expecting a knockout from one way or, one way or the other, but uh, Wells surprisingly was looking for, towards the wrestling game. And like I said, I think he was just kind of relying on his pure strength. He uh, definitely seemed – he definitely understood what Harris was able to um, do to his opponents, what he's done to opponents in the past, just knock him cold, knock him out cold. So um, he played the safe game, got him down to the ground, but he wasn't too safe, and Harris got the better of him. So um, – I wouldn't really call it a fluke loss. I'd call him, you know, just like I said, um, props to Harris and uh, shame on Wells for letting that happen. But I think Wells would be all right. But obviously there's a lot more to be worked on by him. Uh, there's only so much that strength is going to get you at the end of the day. Yep. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I said, I don't mean – just I'm using the word fluke for lack of a better term there. Uh, obviously Harris is not incompetent on the ground. Yeah. He sunk in the anaconda and got it done. So props to him. Uh, but we'll move on to Phillips and Barcelos. Barcelos. There you go. Phillips defeated Barcelos via unanimous decision. 30-27-29-28-29-28. Um, he's now five for six in his UFC career. So maybe an up-and-comer right there. Uh, he's got two in a row now. Barcelos has now lost two in a row after starting 5-0 and in the octagon. So... Downward trajectory there for him. Uh, really needs to get it get it going. Phillips keep doing what he's doing. Right. Yes. And um, in a fight in a uh, car that had a bunch of close fights, I think Phillips may have been uh, one of the most I say bigger favorites by me. I think he was like a minus two hundred favorite or something at the time. But uh, so you know, I think he got the win. He got he did what he had to do. Uh, Barcelos obviously taking steps up in competition lately, um, realizing his flaws. Uh, you know, I think I think he knows what he needs to work on. And uh, like you said, Phillips, if he just keeps going the way he keeps going, um, you know, uh, the record looks pretty. The people he's fighting don't look too pretty. But hey, I still think he's got um, he's got some good talent, and uh, I think he'll be. I think he'll probably be fighting on some main cards pretty soon. You know, I think he'll be yeah, opening I mean, up the main card soon. Yeah, obviously, I don't think he's he's done in the UFC. Like I said, he was he started off five and zero, uh, and some after some steep increases in competition, he's he's lost his last two. Um, that's not that's not a knock on him. Uh, he's probably just kind of advancing a little bit too quick. So um, maybe just needs to take a step back. Next fight. Yep, we'll have to see and. Um... That being said, I guess we'll move on to the main card, which had six fights on it. Is that how this worked? This go around? Yeah, that's what we it gave the people of uh, Nashville a treat. And just threw an extra uh, extra fight on the uh, main card. Yeah, hey, Nashville is a great city, so a lot of fun. But um, oh well, I do want to say this though. Uh, I, would, I mean, the UFC really has done a great job in in matchmaking these fights lately. Uh, even the prelims, early prelims, I mean, they're all good fights. There's no, there, I haven't seen a bad UFC fight in quite some time. So, uh, or let me rephrase that: like a string of them together. So right. Really props to them. They, they, they've really been putting on a show uh, in matchmaking. Well said. Um, going to the main card though, Klein did. Defeat Bahamondes, Bahamon, Bahamondes, Bahamondes. Thank you. Via unanimous decision again, 30, 27, 29, 28, 29, 28. Uh, Klein's now four. No, at lightweight, uh, obviously not an easy task in Bahamondes there, but he got it done. Uh, props to him. Features bright for him. I think. 
Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't able to watch the fight, but uh, I believe Bahamondes was a uh, was a favorite going into the fight, and I believe I picked him to win. Uh, I can't really remember yes. why. You know, I'm not saying I'm backtracking because oh, uh, David Rose Clown was this good. Um, I really, I, I just straight up can't remember why. <laughs> but um, you know, both still good fighters. I both think they. Um, I'm not sure how how old how old is Klein? Do we know? Uh, let me pull him up. I feel like Bahamonde. Oh, I don't know actually. Oh well, it don't really matter. Um, I'm sure we'll see both both of them here pretty soon. I'm not really sure that either of them like took you know significant amounts of damage. Um, we'll probably see them both. Yeah. Okay. I figured he. Um, I figured. I don't know why. Is he kind of new in the UFC? Man, I really don't remember. I believe so. Yeah, like like I said, Klein's now four zero at lightweight. Um, what is he in the UFC? He fought a featherweight beforehand. Mm. He's doing the Conor McGregor route. Correct. <laughs> uh. Two. Looks like he finished one and two in uh, featherweight and moved up to lightweight. I gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, I mean, relatively new. What is that? Uh, five and five and two. Five and two in the uh, UFC. So, relatively new. I mean, definitely not like a a new guy making his debut. Like a I'm a I'm a Baev. Um, which that was another thing that was so impressive about that that opening prelim fight was that that was his uh, his UFC debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to a fight that I don't I don't think really should have been on the main card. Uh, it wasn't a terrible fight, but still I don't think it should have been on the main card. Uh, Bozer and Cammer. Bozer did defeat Cammer via unanimous decision. Um, it's now the third straight loss for Cameron. He's one and three in the UFC. Uh, really, I mean, he's he's on the verge of getting cut from the roster. If we're being honest, I mean, he's not super active. He uh, he's now one and three. Dana White doesn't like guys like that. If you're gonna lose and not be entertaining, you better be active at least. So, yeah, not much to be said about the fight. I uh, I like I said personally didn't watch it. Uh, I didn't think this fight was going to be much of anything. Uh, obviously, Camille coming off of a um, pretty long layoff. And, you know, like I said, it's always a pretty sketchy thing. But those layoffs, you never know. They either come back looking exactly how they looked like before they left or they come back looking like a completely different fighter. So it's just really hard to tell. And he looked like his old self, unfortunately for him. So, yeah, um, Bozer by unanimous decision, uh, a seemingly easy decision, according to the judges' scorecards. Yep. But, um, anyway, so we'll uh, move on to some uh, finishes finally. Yeah, but I will say it is it is uh, strange that some fighters, like you said, uh, like a la John Jones, can take these massive layoffs and come back and be better than they've ever looked. Uh, Cyril Gahn's no slouch in the UFC by any means. And John Jones just made him look like an amateur fighter. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but then you got guys that they'll take long layoffs and they come back and they look horrible. It's just bizarre to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving on, Lopez defeated Tucker via armbar in round one. Uh, hype around Lopez is, is quickly growing. He looked pretty good. Actually, he looked real good. Um, I'm kind of jumping on the hype train here. Uh, but I think, I think that's a guy to be excited about in the UFC. Yeah, absolutely. Um, dude can fly around like no one's business. Um, I'm not saying Gavin Tucker is exactly cream of the crop competition. I, I thought the fight was going to be a little bit closer than it was, but I mean, I think once Lopez, you know, was able to get into the position that he needed to be, um, I said Lopez is sneaky. He's got a lot of submissions in his arsenal. So I mean, like I said, pretty much anywhere on the ground. Uh, but was he on his back when he got the submission? I believe so. Yeah, I mean, you know. Dude's on his back getting submissions. Um, we've been seeing that a lot more lately. I feel like fighters being uh, getting a little bit more sneaky on the ground whenever they're in a compromised position. But uh, like I said, he uh, I kind of said it before. He looks he's 
a little weird on his back. But, I mean, like I say, I mean, they can just sneak these things in. Uh, Tucker, I'm not sure what his records looked like lately. Recently, I should say. But I said, dude, she's getting up there in age. So, I mean, I just, you know, good for Lopez for getting done what he had to get do- get done. Yep. Uh, but we'll move on to Ncheku and Jacoby. Jacoby did defeat Ncheku via TKO in round one. Uh, it seemed to be a pretty early stoppage. Uh, Ncheku does seemingly come out pretty flat in the early rounds and just gain strength throughout the fight. And it seemed like he was still defending on the ground when he got dropped. Not a fan of the stoppage, but uh, they did stop it. So, hey, props to Jacoby for – I mean, he, he – he took it out of his uh, out of the judges' hands. That's all really any UFC UFC fan can ask for is that they take it out the uh, judges' hands because they've been trashed this year. Yeah, well said, and um, I guess Exhibit A that the referees have been just as trash as the uh, as the judges. Uh, some refs, I should say, maybe at least in Nashville. You know, I don't know who the ref was for this particular fight, but I know Nashville had some um, you know unheard of referees that we're not used to that aren't you know sanctioned by the Tennessee you know Athletic Commission or whatever. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Uh, you know, and Chekwu, whoever the referee obviously hasn't watched an Chekwu fight before. That'd just be like, you know, seeing Nate Diaz get knocked down and then just taking a couple punches on the ground and calling it. And uh, you've never seen Nate Diaz fight, so he's bloody and, you know, on the ground getting punched, but you just don't call that fight. Uh, Sheku got up, you know, immediately pretty much, you know, argued, but I mean, there's not much you can do. You do get knocked down, you do get hit a couple of times. It's only, like I said, so much certain referees will do. So, like you said, good for Jacoby. Nothing, nothing, uh, no knock on him. But I believe this fight could have been a little bit more entertaining. You know, had we even just gone into the second round. But um, both these fighters will move on to keep doing their thing. Like, I mean, already uh, already the third fight in a uh, main car that was actually, you know, decently stacked for just like a, you know, little one-off event. Yeah, uh, but eh, on the flip side of Britain, check Wu, um you can't really leave it up to to the uh, referee either because at the end of the day, their their job is to protect you uh, from yourself, seemingly. So um, when you get dropped like that, you're on your back. Just I don't want to say uh, letting them hit you, just pound at you, but, uh, you know, it, it's hard for a referee sometimes to not call that fight. Right, right. So, um, we'll move on. Suarez over Andrade via guillotine in round two. Uh, the fall, the downfall of Andrade is still upon us. Just looked bad. Um, Suarez looked really good. She's still undefeated in the UFC. Maybe she's potentially close to a um, title shot next. Yeah, we'll have to see what's in store for her. Uh, I don't really care for Andrade at this point. You know, um, she used to be pretty entertaining. Now, like I said before, she's uh, seemingly here just for the checks. You know, just like give me my money, I'll get out of here. I really don't care what I got to do. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me if we see her on the next tweet of the uh, UFC roster cut thing. You know, um, yeah. but yeah, Tatiana Suarez was able to sneak in that um, that guillotine, I believe. I, I don't know. I say sneak. I mean, it was all. It was, I mean, it was pretty easily. I'm, I'm, I think everyone kind of saw this coming. Not much to be said. Uh, I think Suarez may have like one or two more fights in front of her before she gets a title shot. Like I said, beating Jessica Andrade at this point really isn't much. And I uh, hope the fight makers see that and, you know, at least, you know, keep letting her chest the waters against some more talented competition. And then uh, we'll see what she, uh, what she can do from there. Uh, so who do you think is next for her? Mm, I don't know. I guess Nunes. Hmm. <laughs> I mean,. I mean, at that point, you have to challenge Amanda Nunes. You know what? Actually, you have to challenge. <laughs> you know Amanda Nunes re- retired. Yes, I know. Okay, yeah. well, there goes the joke. Move on. Sorry. Uh, moving on to a fight that was really just dominant uh, in favor of San Hagen. He beat Font via unanimous decision. All three judges in the contest scored at 50-45. Um, I mean, it was just really lopsided in favor of Sandhagen. Um, called out the winner of Aljamain Sterling and Sean O'Malley. Uh, how do you feel about that? 
I mean, deserved. I think uh, even uh, well, I was about to say WWE. I think even UFC was kind of setting up this fight to be the uh, next champion. I'm sorry, next contender for the championship. Um, do I think Corey Sanhagen can beat one of Sterling or or, or O'Malley? I think so. I think so. I'm not saying I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm not saying this is going to be a um, you know, a, like I'm not saying it's going to be a lopsided fight one way or the other if Sanhagen were to take it. Um, I think he's definitely got avenues against either fighter. Um, so I think well, when does Sterling and uh, O'Malley fight? They fight, I believe, like in a week or so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, not this weekend, but the next upcoming weekend, I believe, is when they fight. And I'll need to take a look at that card again, see if it's uh, going to be entertaining or not. Uh, I'd imagine it yeah, will it's be. August nineteenth. Yeah, you know, I'm not like. Uh, I mean, I'm a I'm a decently big Sugar fan. I'm not like the biggest fan of him because he's trying too hard to be like a Conor McGregor. But or is that him or is that the UFC pushing? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's him. I don't. You ever see this dude on Snapchat? That is true. That so is true. I mean, so uh, I mean, I guess you get you got to sell yourself. I get it, and because uh, it helps sell pay per views, helps get you more money. But um, yeah. and like I said, uh, I mean, Wiley Lemos is the co-main. Marlon Vera versus Pedro Munoz is. On there, Jeff Neal versus Ian Machado Gary. Jeff Neal. Cody Garbrandt. Ugh. Mario Bautista. Chris Weidman. Brad Tavares. Chris Weidman. Yep. Petrovsky versus Mir Shart. Yeah, Mir Shart. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a horrible last name. Uh, Andrea Lee. Natalia Silva. Okay. Gregory Rodriguez. Tiu Leulin. Leulin. No, I don't have, I don't have to see the name. That, I mean, yeah, that, that, those are like mm-hmm. the prelims. Yeah, I mean, it's a decent card. It's not like super stacked like the past few have been, but uh, right, it's not bad. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not hard. like a snooze fest of a card. No, and like I said, I think it's going to be kind of like this card this weekend. There should be some entertaining fights. Uh, I have to do my research, but I think, like I said, most of these will probably be, you know, close as far as the uh, odds makers are concerned. So. Yeah, well, I hate to say this. I'm I'm more interested in the uh, the fight night than the next week, which is uh, Max Holloway versus Korean Zombie. That's gonna be a um a banger. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to put this. It's gonna be a. Uh, it's not gonna be pretty for. No, it's not. Korean Zombie. <laughs> I love Max but, Holloway. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm not. I'm not really complaining because Max Holloway's gonna yeah. throw about a thousand punches. Yeah. So that's all. Oh, and then the, uh, the next fight night is Gone and Spivak mm-hmm. with Thug Rose fighting as well. Oh, nice. That's so, a fight that's night. That's not bad. Yeah, that's a, not a bad fight night. <laughs> that's a fight night. UFC, uh, is it UFC Paris? I think it's UFC Paris. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, so it's going to be at the weird time? Yeah, it's, it's Paris. Is it like International yeah. Fight Month or Week or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. I may be, I may be making things up. But um, I did see something about uh, UFC 293 today that the main car, the main event is seemingly pretty much not confirmed, but it's uh, it's near the end of the the process, and it's, it looks like it's going to be Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So Driscus ends up not getting that fight, which is interesting to me. Yeah, that is interesting. I guess we'll have to see you know, once the contracts get signed. No, I do. I do love yeah, how no, that division stays I mean, that very active. Totally, yeah, that could totally be not true. Yeah, what I saw. Someone blowing smoke. Yeah, we'll see. Yep, I guess we yeah, will next, see. Really, the next few few cards are really good. Ooh, Physio versus Gamrot. Dang it, boy. Two ninety four is going to be a banger. Mahashev, Olivero, Costa, and Amshat Shmaev. Man. That's what I'm saying, dude. The UFC has done a great job lately. Yeah, also, I think the talent of the fighters are starting to – everyone's starting to be a little bit more well-rounded. Obviously, you have your cream of the crop, but then, you know, all of your up-and-comers are, uh, you know, doing their thing, getting their training in, uh, obviously getting their experience in before they come to the UFC. So, it's paying off. Yeah, Definitely. 
Especially for Dana White's pockets. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, though, uh, I really would like it to be good for the fighters' pockets as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those sports where you get paid. You get paid based on your performance and based on your marketability. Name. Yes. Yeah. So, um, obviously, that's why you see some fighters try very hard to, you know, get their name out there. You know, they try and do something unique or try to have a certain fighting style that just sells well. Um, or, you know, like I said, they're into the antics or whatever. So, and yeah. obviously becoming a champion is the easiest way to get paid. But Of course, so, but even the champs still don't make as much as one would hope to be. I mean, they're getting their brains beat in for a living. Right, yep. And um, I will say most of the fighters, most of the fighters in the fight world, though, do kind of have the mentality of, you know, championship or bust. They don't really care what it takes to get there. And um, I will say, I think maybe... And Ganu's the only one that comes to mind that really just didn't have that mentality where he was more concerned about the money. And I think he was kind of like trying to pivot it and make it seem like a uh, seem like a welfare issue for all the fighters. Whenever I'm pretty sure he's the only fighter who didn't resign his contract. So yeah, that was that was uh, that was just so disappointing. Yes, absolutely, but um. Hey, like I said, UFC. We got we still we're in the midst of like seventeen straight cards, so great things to look forward to. And I know we'll always have um we'll always have some insight for our listeners, and uh, look forward to keep doing it. If you're uh, ready to move on, I don't know if you have any final thoughts. Uh, no. Uh, I I don't think I touched on it, but I do think Sandhagen uh deserves the next title shot probably. Uh, I think he does have a better opportunity against O'Malley than he does against Sterling though. Yes. Uh, yes. Those are my closing thoughts though. I thought you were going to say like, my predictions I was saying Haken starches and I thought you are going to fill in the blank. You know, I was like, whoa. I'm like, oh. So we'll see, I guess. But no, uh, yes, I, I agree with you. I think that fight proved that he's, he's, you know, obviously besides O'Malley, the top contender for the belt next uh yeah, well, we'll definitely we'll see we'll see what uh, what route the UFC takes. Uh, I think that will be a very interesting fight. I think early prediction. I think Sterling's going to be able to outlast O'Malley. I just don't, especially. I mean, especially after seeing Sterling, uh, he kind of he didn't really run through Cejudo, but I mean, he made slight light work of uh, Pierre Jan, who I guess really isn't much anymore. Randomly, I don't know when that happened, but. Uh, yeah, I'll do more research in that fight. I guess not this week, but next week, and we'll have another fun little breakdown of another main card, just like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but we'll move on to uh, Diaz versus Paul. Uh, you watched this card, I didn't, but uh, I mean, obviously, I saw the results. So, uh, what do you think? Uh, what do you run through some of the results and all that? Yeah, I can run through the main card, and I'll try to keep it quick. Um, so Sanchez defeated Beltran in what was a decently close fight. Uh, I thought that fight was going, you know, it could have gone either way. Uh, I believe judges saw it go one way. I kind of agree. I thought Sanchez had the upper hand on Beltran, but it was um, probably the closest fight on the main card, all things considered. Um, moving on, uh, Shadeja Green, go ahead. Can I ask something real quick? Sure. So, being that I've never seen a Jake Paul fight, are those main like are the uh, the other fights? Are they like legitimate boxers? Or are they more like YouTubers? Well, you'll you'll see you'll see as I um as I keep as I list some of these names. Some of these names may sound a little familiar to you, but um, yeah. Sometimes sometimes some of his cards are more entertainment, and sometimes his cards are more actual value in the boxing world. Well, I just looked up the main card and I see Jeremy Stevens is on there. So that yeah. tells me all I need to know. Yes. And uh, it's, it's a shame that he got the third fight on there, but I mean, like I said, mainly just name recognition. So yeah, it is what it is. Um, and that, yeah, there's not much to be said about that fight, but uh, I'll get to it eventually. Uh, anyways, um, 
women's fight, Green versus Curry. Um, when I first saw the last names, I thought it was Draymond Green versus Steph Curry. It wasn't. I was a little <laughs> little mad. Um, so, you know, Draymond Green was going to run through the Warriors roster, uh, knocked out Poole and sent him to Washington. Uh, I figured he was going to go for a knockout on Curry and send him out. I don't know where he could go. But, no, anyways, it was Shadeja Green versus Olympia. Yes, I guess. But, um, yeah, as as predicted – uh, Shadeja Green was able to make easy work of Olivia Curry. Uh, most people expected that fight to end in a knockout, and so good for Curry. You know, you know, I hate to say that. Oh, like good, you know, toughness and heart. But I mean, I honestly, I mean, as much as she was getting beat up, it was pretty impressive to see her stand in there and do her thing. But um, like I said, it was a pretty, pretty lopsided decision there. I think Shadeja Green only lost one round on one judge's card. So, yeah. And um, a lot of work, Joe. <laughs> yep. And uh, moving on to the next fight, it was uh, Ashton Silva versus William Silva, a battle of the last names. And um, the commentators, the commentators sucked overall during the night. Like I said, I'm not that much into boxing, but it is what it is. And um, so Silva, old experience, Silva, uh, you know, started boxing since he was like 16. Pretty sure, I'm not sure if he like dropped out of school. I'm assuming he did because he, um, you know, United States doesn't let you fight professionally until you're 18. So he went to Mexico at 16 to start fighting. They had like eight or nine fights under his belt. Now he's 19. Um, you know, fighting professionally, doing pretty good. And I think I'd like to see him take some steps up in competition. He made uh, pretty quick, quick work of Silva. And I mean, man, this dude was super quick. You know, quick and powerful. And I mean, man, it was just very impressive to see. Like, so Washington MMA so much. You see these fighters take more, the strikes are just overall more slow. And uh, I would say more calculated, but I think boxing's even that much more calculated. It's just even quicker. So impressive stuff. Uh, moving on to your your fight that you mentioned. There's a Chris Avila out of the Nate Diaz and Nick Diaz camp against Jeremy Stevens, former UFC superstar. Uh, that fight was not pretty. Stevens showed why he you know, got cut from the UFC. Um, Who the fuck is that guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that fight wasn't pretty. Obviously, it kind of shows the um, shows the difference, as we all know, between boxers and MMA. It's just a different game. Not to say Jeremy Stevens isn't good, but, you know, it's obviously just different levels to this thing. And, um. Yep, Chris Avila got it done. Moving on to a championship fight, which you know was obviously a heavy favorite in Amanda Serrano, uh, coming back, and she defeated a forty-one-year-old Heather Hardy. It was a um, once again another uh, she's got a lot of heart kind of fight for Hardy. Ah, uh, I mean, it wasn't pretty. She was wearing damage since 30 seconds into the first round, and uh, Serana showed why she's the champion. I believe she switches between MMA and boxing, and she may be going back to MMA after this. But well, I have to look into it and see. That's interesting. Yes, it is. It is very. And um, those are two totally. I mean, I know they're both combat sports, but to me, they're I mean, entirely different sports altogether. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Requires two different shapes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see, you can see all the time in the UFC when people have boxing training. I mean, obviously Nate Diaz is probably the best example I can think of off the top of my head. Um, that's pretty much all he trains. And uh, but Nate Diaz, you know, obviously still has the submission game in his back pocket. You know, he's uh, throwing a couple submissions, but you know, all of his training he does, it's mainly just cardio and boxing. And you know. Uh, cardio from boxing so it's very interesting yes to still see that even though ufc fighters train in boxing they don't train to be boxers and like i said the talent gap is i don't, I don't care it could be the you know the best you know give me john jones in boxing versus you know like the 10th weight 10th ranked heavyweight you know in bo- boxing so I, th- I think that boxer would probably win nine times out of ten yeah, like Nganu is about to get just crushed by Tyson Fury. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you're a boxer, why would you not take that fight? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I said Francis Ngannou is just a huge guy. And, I mean, he's going to rely on power. And uh, Ngannou's got some quick – for a heavy guy, he's got quick 
quick strikes, but he only seems to know how to throw power strikes. So there's only so quick you can make a power strike. And, yeah. you know, and I think Fury is going to show, you know, just the, the difference, you know, in, in between one shot power and, you know, boxing technique. Yeah. I mean, and let's not forget that Cyril gone forced Ngannou to take it to the, the ground. So uh, that's just not going to be pretty. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And um, I'll move on to the last fight fight that many people paid to see, including me. The only like I said, I really knew nothing about all these boxes until I started watching, and then I saw Jeremy Stevens. I said, like, that's interesting. Like I said, I saw the Green versus Curry fight. And then I said we moved on to the highlight of um Nate Diaz and Jake Paul and a very entertaining fight. Like I said I didn't buy the fight thinking Diaz was gonna win. I bought the fight knowing that Diaz was gonna entertain, and sure enough he did. Um, you know, doing all the his uh, ringside not ringside antics, but in the ring antics. You know, talking to people in the crowd, you know, um, running after Jake Pauls. He's running away, you know, saying, why are you running? Um, <laughs> it was a very entertaining fight. And Nate Diaz had his <laughs> moments, which was the crazy thing. Uh, obviously, Nate, uh, Jake Paul was able to knock down Nate Diaz. And I think, oh, you know, you can kind of put the, um, you know, the script talk to rest, at least from here on with Jake Paul. Because, you know, you know Nate Diaz, even if it was for a bag, which, you know, Nate Diaz did get paid for this fight. Um, no. Nate Diaz wouldn't take any money to throw a fight. You know, he'd go in there and do his Nate Diaz thing. So, um, like it's an entertaining fight. Not a very, you know, like technical boxing fight. You know, more of your drunk uncle versus, you know, try hard. But hey, that's um. I think, like I said, people people watch that fight knowing that it was going to be like that. So, um, it is what it is. There, it is what it is. There, overall entertaining though. Was it an ugly match? Ugly in the sense that it would, yeah. Well, I'll say it wasn't pretty from a technical standpoint. Uh, Jake Paul actually, you know, this is my first time actually watching him fight closely. He's he actually has some pretty good technique, but boy, does he gas out. He gassed out quickly. I mean, and I know it's it's Nate Diaz, and he's got the ability to make anyone in front of him seem like they're just wearing out. So, I mean, it may be that. But, I mean, it's just like Nate Diaz obviously gets his fifth, sixth, and seventh wins, and Jake Paul was, like, lucky to get his second wind in, like, two or three of the rounds. You know, um, like, after halfway through the fight, you know, you could see Jake was just like, uh-oh, in some moments. And, um, you know, he'd, he'd kind of step it up. And then like I said, I mean, I think Diaz won the fourth round and the eighth round. And um like I said, I mean, and every round after the fourth round or fifth round, I'd say after the fifth round, so you know, six through ten. Um, Jake Paul was looking he was he was looking a little sus in there, a little sketchy. He's like, I don't know. He's a big guy. But I mean, obviously, you know, work on the cardio, and he may be a serious fighter. I'd like to see him, you know, fight an actual boxer instead of these entertainers. I get, I get it. He's going for the money, but you know, if yeah, you're into, course. if you're in for the game at this point, you know, he seems to be in the game for like, oh, you know, I want people to take me seriously, which is cool and all, but you have to take yourself serious. You have to take your profession serious, and then people will start taking you seriously. Because I mean, yeah, you I can mean, make a living out of this, and I mean, you can be really good at this if you wanted to. Um. But like I said, you got you got to take a step up in competition. And I think you did one time. You took a loss, so you know keep just keep yeah, doing that. Even a massive step up in competition either. Mm, no, Tommy Fury is not. No, it was a name. Some, it was a namesake. Yeah, it's not. It's not like he's some crazy good boxer. No, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, from what I've seen from Jake, uh, I'm not a big fan of Jake. I'll put it at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I'll give him his props. I think. He does have the ability to be a good fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, champion? I don't know about that. No. <laughs> uh, does he fight like the same weight class as like Canelo? Oh, I have no idea. I have no no <laughs> earthly idea. But, Me I neither. It's like a bajillion divisions. And, uh, I mean, I struggle with UFC divisions, but I mean, imagine every division in the UFC, there's a light version and a super version of it as super, well. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, there's a guy I work with. He, he used to box and he still follows boxing pretty closely and Every time I talk to him, he's because he knows I like the UFC, and I guess for whatever reason, he just 
thinks that I like boxing. <laughs> yeah, he likes to chime ball. in his boxing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I have no idea what He's you're like, talking about. He's like, no, 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 not the same. He's like, no, man. Like, look, it's wait. Like, this is how it works. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> so that's cool and all, bro. I don't remember asking. <laughs> Sound of Alzheimer's. <laughs> yes, exactly. But yeah, that was it for the card. I mean, overall, it's a pretty entertaining card. And like I was telling you before we got on, I think I um I need to get into boxing. Some pretty interesting, pretty interesting stuff going on in that in that little world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, going back to Big Paul, I would say uh, I think at this point he has enough. Obviously, um. You don't ever want to say, oh, I have enough money. But I think he has enough money to say, I'm good. I want to start taking this this more seriously and fighting actual boxers. Right, yeah, and I think he should. Like I said, if he wants to be taken more serious, like I said, take the uh, take the game serious, you know? So do your thing. But we'll move on to uh, the U.S. women's national team uh, embarrassing the entire country, the entire continent of North America. Uh Everybody that wears red, white, and blue on a daily basis um, just embarrassed us all by losing. Uh, they were heavy favorites going in. I think after match number one in the group stage, I think everybody knew though they weren't they weren't serious. And we have a uh, supposedly our best player miss a penalty kick and, and a crucial penalty kick penalty kick and then laughs afterwards uh just not a great look yeah no not at all but um yeah i think the writing was on the wall for the team this year you could just tell in the group stages it really wasn't meant to be this year but hey i mean it it is what it is i don't know i don't have much more else to say about it i do have a lot more to say but i'm not you know i'm not on this show <laughs> that's fine that's fine we'll move on to um i will say the uh pga update since the uh wyndham championship just ended at the time we were recording uh congratulations to lucas glover finishing 20 under par uh cool you know one and a half million in his pocket you know just for swinging a club at a ball and um <laughs> yeah good for him um it was pretty uh, after a uh, good round three i i was pretty much his to lose and like I said, finished 20 under. Uh, the next closest guy was 18 under. So, I mean, uh, pretty big uh, in golf as far, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, decent gap there. Uh, like I said, not one where you should be concerned about anything, <laughs> losing anything, I should say. So, yes, uh, good for Lucas Glover. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did have a buddy of mine work the, work the course, so mm-hmm. – Props to him. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, this is the last thing we cover before uh, one of our new segments, and it's the uh, NFL officially officially returns this week. And then we yeah, have the regular season. See football. Yes. Yes. Instead of. You know, I can't. Really I can't that works last and I can't believe they name it the Hall of Fame game. That's I mean, it's such a like, yeah, it's like the the exact opposite. I get, I get why it's called the Hall of Fame game because you know you gotta, you know, you had to celebrate all the Hall of Fame nominees or inductees, I should say, not nominees at that point. So I mean, yeah. I, I get it, <laughs> I get it, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oof. Yeah, like I, said, I don't think anyone expected that game to be much, and uh, rightfully so. And I don't think many, many of us are expecting these preseason games to be much. But hey, best believe we're going to be watching them decently close. Uh, excited to see our favorite teams back in action. Uh, ready to see who's going to be standouts. And, you know, obviously everyone knows the starters, but hey, do you know your backups? You're about to find out. Um, obviously, some of the rookies are going to get some good running time in. You see how uh, how well they fit in with some of their teams, some of their schemes uh, that the coaches got for them. And uh, it should be interesting. It should be interesting to watch. I don't know if you have any games. Like I said, it is preseason, so I mean, I really don't have any games that I'm like in particular going to watch. I know I'm just going to be watching games just to watch them, though. Uh, do you have any games you're looking forward to? Uh, not really. I'm not <laughs> typically. I mean, I'll, I'll tune into some preseason games just to just because football is back. Yes, exactly. Ah, uh, I mean, I like. I lose interest rather quickly in those games. Uh, 
I think they're still going on when like college football kicks off. So I'm just like, ah, uh, <laughs> just defer to college football. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so this is just, we're getting, um, these are our appetizers right now. Um, I'm still very excited. Uh, this, this is going to be my first year getting really into college football, actually understanding the landscape of everything. And of course, I chose the season whenever, you know, it's a bunch of conference. Um, you know, so do you really understand anything now? <laughs> I thought I did. Um, oh, uh, I understand the Pac 12 is toast. Um, yeah. But I also understand that apparently this is what pretty much the group of five looks like every year or like every other season. There's some kind of shuffling going around with all their uh, conferences. But uh, relatively kind of. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously not like to this. Power conferences to be shuffling this month. Yes. Like, in terms of big teams leaving conferences. For the most part, it was like, like the ACC picked up a team like Louisville mm-hmm. from the Big East. Right, right, yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, tough, 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 uh, tough year for me to pick to get into this thing. But hey, it um, it makes things even more interesting. It's uh, a lot of fun to keep up with, that's for sure. So, um, oh yeah, definitely, I'm definitely excited. I'm just excited for football in general. Um, I think I'm equally as excited for the NFL as I am college football. Um, I think college football is actually a great way to you know look at upcoming prospects. Um. Not only for, you know, like NFL prospects, but, you know, just, you know, Heisman hopeful prospects in the future. Yeah, obviously, I'm not saying, you know, a freshman's going to come in and sweep the floor this year, especially with the competition of Caleb Williams. But, you know, it's fun. You never know. You Someone who you, you probably never heard of will probably make a name for himself this year. Probably transfer. Oh, yeah, you never know. Me. Never hear from him again or something. <laughs> but, um, we'll see. We'll see a lot of fun stuff to move on. College football. <laughs> Go play in the CFL, the Canadian League or something, eh? Hey, Warren Moon played in the CFL. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Did Johnny Manziel play in the CFL? I saw he's yes. got a documentary coming out. And, um, he played in the Arena Football League. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, he played, in, yeah, he played the, in the Fan Controlled League, yes. Fan Controlled <laughs> League. NFL football, man. Canadian football league. Man. man. He's been all over. I don't know. I don't know everything except what people expected him to be in. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I mean, a lot of people expected him to bust, so. <laughs> they expected him to what? <laughs> no, man. Turn out poorly in the NFL. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Amazing. <laughs> Crazy. That was just a crazy statement. That's an all-time statement by you, right there. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That's gonna be a, a, a new meme, back. a new meme format, you know. And they, um, I got one more in me or something like, like one of those <laughs> meme formats, me. or like I, they expected the bus. <laughs> I'm gonna be there no matter what. <laughs> yes, new meme format just dropped. Oh, uh, anyways, um. We seem to have digressed, but uh, we'll wrap up the show with a new segment we're going to call Victory Monday, where we pick our biggest winners and discuss even some of our biggest losers from the weekend. Uh, I don't know if you want to start, Peyton, but like I said, this is open for discussion. This is obviously very opinionated. If you just want to say who you think won this weekend, then, you know, give like two or three or, you know, just start off with one and we'll we'll alternate and we'll see if we go from there. Just have an open discussion. You want to do like three winners, one loser? Yeah, or like two winners, one loser. Like I said, we'll just do whatever we feel, uh, whatever feels right. Like I said, we'll just test this out, see how it goes. And uh, I can start off if you'd like. And yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, obviously, I think a big winner from this weekend is just women's soccer in general. I don't, you know, they don't have to deal with the U.S. women's soccer team coming in and bashing heads. Not like they were going to this year, but um. Like I said, I think, uh, you know, good for women's soccer. I think they can uh, read a sigh of relief that, you know, the America hater who knew, you know, just shanked a kick and uh, sent it over the arena. Sorry, <laughs> out of the arena. And uh, so, yeah, I think, like I said, big winner, big winner. Uh, just women's soccer in general. Um, U.S. downfall is imminent. And uh, I know a lot of them were probably praying on the downfall, and it finally happened. I know a lot of Americans are praying on the downfall too. So, um, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's about it for that. Uh, my biggest winner was probably Corey Sandhagen, uh, dominating his fight and setting himself up for a title shot. Um, he's already been one of the premier fighters in that in that weight class, and just solidified it this weekend. So, props to him. Look forward to seeing his next fight. Nice, nice. I had him too as a winner, so I'll 
I'll move on to one of my other ones, and I think my um my other winner for Victory Monday is Nate Diaz. Gets his bag, gets in there, has fun, entertains the crowd, um, you know, doing what Nate Diaz does. And like I said, I think boxing was just uh, – I think that may be his gig. I, I know he said he wanted to move back to MMA, you know, fight uh, fight Jake Paul, which will be a shellacking. That won't even be fair. I mean, obviously, I understand why Jake Paul wants $10 million to do that. But anyways, uh, yeah, big winner, Nate Diaz. Like I said, gets the money in his pocket. Um, <laughs> didn't have to do much. Just had to go out there, have fun being himself. Yeah, uh, he was also one of my winners. Uh, another winner – was uh oh man uh Lucas Glover for winning the the Wyndham Championship big win for him just got a bag so props to him uh look forward to seeing the future what's in stock for the future for him yeah absolutely and I have one more winner on my list that I'm surprised you didn't get and I mentioned it earlier show but it's the MLB baby brawls are now in the MLB this is awesome this is exactly what the people needed. I mean, this is exactly what the MLB needed to make their th- you know, make their games more interesting, let's be honest. Um, there's only so many home runs that can entertain a person, you know, in a game. Uh so yeah. I'd like to see, you know, maybe implement a rule like hockey where, you know, just like you got you gotta let them fight, which they actually did let them fight, but I think that's more or less just um people were too slow to uh, realize what was going on. I think by the time, you know, Anderson got knocked out, everyone was like, Oh, like this is this is really happening. This isn't like oh, let's just separate these two guys. This is a um, like this is you know, you know a malice at the palace situation. So yeah, big winner MLB. Uh, good for them. Like I said, letting fights get into the game. I think I'm all for it. I will definitely start watching more games more often just to uh, get a little taste, get a little taste in some uh, knockouts. Yeah, for sure. Um, my last winner for the week is. Megan Rapino, you know, I know she hates the United States and <laughs> wants them to lose. So good on her for <laughs> yeah, she got what she wanted. <laughs> what she wanted. She got what she wanted. Um, pop to her. <laughs> yeah, Great good. For her. <laughs> yes, good for her. And you know that um, like you like you mentioned, she was laughing at me. And um, a man, I know Twitter's going crazy. I sent you some tweets already of, uh, <laughs> of some vicious things being said about her. Oh, that's, I've never cared for her. Like, so, I mean, you, you know, you represent America and you just talk so bad about it. And you do all that uh, dessert. I'm glad it was you that uh, that blew it for America because now people are going to hate yeah. you even more. So, hey, big winner, big winner. How do you say her name? Is it Rapino? Rapino? Rapino. <sighs> you see. Isn't isn't she married to Sue Bird? Sue, Sue Bird. I'm serious. I, 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 mean, I, don't, I don't know, dude. None of my business. I'm like I'm dead serious. I'm almost positive she's married to Sue Bird. She probably is. You know, athletes Who like to own is Megan. You know, married to Sue Bird. Mm. Wow. Do you have mm. one of the greatest athletes of all time? <laughs> Women's athletes of all time, and Megan Rapinoe. Yes, and one of the biggest um anti-Americans ever. Yeah. Well, that's about it. Um. I guess we can uh, discuss one loser of the weekend if you'd like. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I got mine. All right, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you do do, do yours first. Then if, if they can match uh, Rapino, I'm all for. My it. biggest loser is uh, Tim Anderson. Um, <laughs> I mean, he dropped the glove, was uh, squared oh, up first, ready to go, caught one right hook and went down. Was wobbly getting off the field. I mean, come on, man. If you drop the gloves, ready to fight, dude. You can't go out like that. Yeah, that, I mean that was pretty bad. Is he old or something? I mean, like seriously, I don't know. He's like he was in bad shape after that. He's not super old, no. Dang, I He's... mean, we saw Dustin Poirier eat a kick and then get back up like five seconds later. Like, ah, oh, you got me, man. Good one, good one. Can't wait to fight again. It wouldn't. It wasn't even like a. I mean, it was a clean right hook. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like. It, was, I mean, it wasn't like, like expertly set up or anything. It was the dude Ramirez. Was it Ramirez? Is that his name? Yeah, Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I mean, he dude was like flat out his head down, flailing, and he just connected with the face right hook to the jaw. Look, Jose uh, Ramirez is a big dude. He has a lot of power in baseball, but I mean, that's <laughs> man. He's a little. Um, I don't think he's. Uh, he didn't look like your average baseball build, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what no. started the fight either. That's that's the crazy thing. I just see the highlights of them like they're talking to each other like normal, and then all of a sudden, you know, like. 
I got yeah, up and yeah, tried to it was, Honestly, it was probably something with uh, Tim Anderson's slide mm. or something. Or no, or Ramirez's slide. slide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Tim Anderson plays shortstop, so mm. he was covering second base. Uh, Ramirez probably kind of slid in a little late for his liking, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, catching spikes does oh, not boy. feel good. It doesn't feel good, so uh, a lot of people tend to take exception to that. If you slide spikes up uh, late into the bag, something like that. So, I guess he had some some pleasantries hmm. to uh, exchange to exchange yep. with Jose Ramirez, and uh, Jose Ramirez did not take kindly to those pleasantries and uh, told him to square up, which Tim Anderson ultimately did. Hmm. I mean, that's that's interesting. I mean, it, it, it's taking spikes. I don't know if that's like the proper term to it, but isn't that just like part of the game? Uh, so yes, but no, like obviously you'll have it yeah, on close plays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, for the most part, I think this is what, part of the reason you don't, you don't care for baseball, but, uh, obviously you're, you're probably familiar with the, the quote unquote unwritten rules of baseball. Um, there's a lot of don't hit people unwritten rules or it, it's kind of like, uh, just don't show people up. Mm-hmm. Don't play dirty like kind of kind of like that and uh that's one of those things that it can be looked at as dirty when you catch a spike to the wrong spot i mean dude, it could put you out for a little while it don't feel good i promise you that mm. oh i mean I, I can only imagine it's not like you have any i imagine where you're taking the spikes you probably don't uh have much padding or any kind of protection just no, taking a while if you lose pants and socks yeah, that, that ain't much to be said there. So, all right, I've um in that time I was able to brainstorm a loser. Um, I know we've already talked about a bunch of uh losers this weekend, but uh, I'm gonna say my biggest one. Uh, after a great first showing, and um, it's unfortunate they have to end up here. But I'm gonna say the USA men's basketball select team. They are now doo doo, um, dog water. Uh, apparently Anthony Edwards got bumped up to the starting team by Steve Kerr and uh, things haven't been pretty for the uh, practice team. Um, you know, they're really showing, they're really trying their best to, you know, uh, imitate like Puerto Rico or like the Czech Republic, some like no name international team, which is unfortunate. They got guys on there that we all know and love, but um, you know, I mean, I'm sure you saw the tweet of the dude that, I mean, I've never even seen this guy. He's playing for the U.S. national team. Which which guy are you talking about? Some white guy, like next to Shep. Reeves? Was it Reeves? I don't, I'm trying to think of the white guys on the team. Reeves is the only one that comes to mind. I didn't even know Chet was on the team. You talk about the select team or the uh, actual like men's team? I really don't uh, know. I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. I like to, I don't know many white guys on the team. Man, I don't know. I just saw a tweet. Oh, Nikola Jokic. That's probably who you're thinking of. <laughs> oh, Luka Doncic. I don't know. But All the good white guys like, are who forward. Who is this dude? I couldn't believe my eyes. What? Yeah, if I don't know. find the picture, let me know, I guess. But um, with that being said, we can wrap it up if you'd like. Uh, yeah. Any uh, closing thoughts? You know, um, I would see Tim Anderson, big loser. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, for me, it's a um, you know, a team comprised of NBA players is my biggest loser this weekend. Screw them; they should be doing better for our actual team. Losers. Facts. But yeah, with that being said, uh, thank you all for tuning in, giving us a listen. Um, you know, we always greatly appreciate it. And uh, if you have any big winners or losers, be sure to add us. Let us know who you had winning or losing this weekend. Uh, as always, we'd love to get into arguments with y'all. So, uh, you know, please fire us up. Please let us know. Thanks for listening, guys. Yes, absolutely. Peace. Peace.